everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiak. And all I'm saying is that the cast the one stop shot for my timber wolves. Timber wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him. It's the timber wolves, timber wolves, phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber wolves, talk a lot about them. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson. As always, I'm joined by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing? You know, we're trying to be as positive as we can after a tough loss, but uh, I think we're okay. Keep moving forward. We're all right. right. Right, absolutely. So unless, I mean, unless you were busy last night or late last night or didn't, uh, didn't stay up for the game. Uh, Wolves went into overtime last night, fall 108 to 102 to the Los Angeles Lakers in a game like in a game that felt like we really had. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I, I felt like we had that one. And I want to start first with this. What happened to our offense the last six, five, six minutes? Because it became non-existent. Well, I mean. Anthony Edwards was obviously hampered by something. Something was wrong with him. Um, so without him being able to get to the rim and like play create and you know collapse the defense, we don't really have anyone that can be a one-on-one player. Like sometimes you need a guy who can get a bucket. And other than Anthony Edwards, we just don't have that guy on our roster. Like Carl Anthony Towns is elite at having the ball swing to him and him finishing the play, like either on a three-pointer or him being a trailer and you kick it to him and he has like a running start and does like a one dribble layup or something like that. Like he's a great finisher, but he's not the guy you just dump the ball to and he just goes to work and gets a bucket. Um, And without Anthony Edwards on his game, we didn't have anyone who could do that. And, you know, being down some of our best players it just sort of, we just didn't have the dogs in the fight. You know, we just weren't talented enough. You know, it comes down to sometimes just more talented players. Right. And so I wonder now, obviously, like you said, Anthony Edwards, the worst game maybe of his career, like in relatively, because I mean, he made some plays on defense, but at least probably the most, the worst offensive game of his career. Uh, And it came at the worst possible time. Should, knowing that Anthony Edwards was dealing with something, we're not exactly sure what it was, should Jalen Noel have been in there as just as someone who could maybe create and at least get some open shots? Because, that, I mean, that offense was just passing around the perimeter and then at about 10 seconds trying something and then chucking something up. Because I am almost I almost say, Chris Finch, you got to know your personnel and know what you have and throw in like a Jalen Noel just to see if he can do something. So I don't think that's too far off. Um, 
kind of. So when I was watching it, I was like, man, and this was in the fourth, I was thinking, where is Alexander? Like we needed Naw in that game because um, he was playing well. He was playing, def- you know, he could play defense. He was, you know, being active. I didn't mind um, Noel when he came in. I wished he was actually even more aggressive because when he was in the game, it was, you know, it had never played together type thing. And um, they just looked like, and like you said, the ball is swinging around. Nobody to take a shot. Um, everyone was timid. It was really ugly. Um, but then I thought about it. And if, if, if the medical staff says that Anthony Edwards is fine and Anthony Edwards says, coach, I'm fine. Um, you kind of have to go to war with your dogs um, as a head coach. Like, I mean, let's say we win that game and Anthony Edwards was like sat the whole fourth quarter or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that would have been good long. Um, I think you kind of have to go to war with your dogs. If it was the champ, if it was, you know, game seven, I think it would have been different. But we've got another game. Um, I think Anthony Edwards learned from this. And to tell you the truth, he was making an impact the entire game. Like he was making plays. He was collapsing the defense. He was grabbing rebounds. He was getting his hands on loose balls. He was playing good D. Like, I don't really think it was that terrible of a game. Just offensively, it was horrendous. But I don't mean because his body of work tells me, like, that's a fluke. That's not going to be – like, it's, I'm not worried at all about it, you know. Um, so, I, I mean – Part of me says, yes, I think it would have been great to see Noel in there, but then, or, or somebody else, but part of me says, you've kind of got to go to battle with um, your top dogs and whatever happens, happens. Right. And obviously the Wolves were shorthanded as they told us about 60 times on the broadcast without Jaden McDaniels. And I get, they got to do that for people who don't watch every single game, but man, it is kind of annoying to hear, oh yeah, these two guys are all like, yeah, we know. We we we're, we've been there. We it's been highly reported. So anyway, uh, man, I personally my take on the game, and, and I get what you're saying with um, Anthony Edwards um, being the cornerstone of the franchise, and you got to have him in. But no one want. I felt like no one wanted to like just take over that game at the end. No one wanted to. And that's why I think they were just passing it around. I honestly, with how our last offense said possessions goes, if Mike Conley just chucks up four or five threes and one of them goes down, we win the game. Like, somebody's got to – I don't crazy. even mind if Conley and, – and towards the end, one of the guys who was attacking – uh, first of all, we got we we got to talk about J Mac a little bit because man, if Ann had a bad game, J Mac had a worse game. He he's not good. He's not that good a player, and and, and it's being increasingly obvious. Um, he can't he can't hit a wide open shot. He can't hit the float. I mean, he goes right after LeBron James. Who okay? How tall is Jordan McLaughlin? Like six foot. LeBron James. The only is, player in the NBA under six foot. The only player in the entire yeah, NBA exactly. listed under six foot. Yeah. And he thinks he can get it past LeBron and AD. No chance. It's just a 
I'm sorry. Like, I, I maybe you can get a pass the big guys when you play, like, like growing up in AAU. Maybe you can get a pass them. But this is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You're not getting a in pass. the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And so, what I what pissed me off about that is, if you're going to be a under six foot and you're going at Anthony Davis, seven footer, defensive player of the year candidate type guy, um, take it right into his chest. Try yeah. to get some sort of BS foul on him. Like the floater, like nobody wins in that situation. So yeah, that was he played bad, but I mean, here's the deal: like Nate Knight, uh, Mc, uh, McLaughlin, like these guys shouldn't be playing. You know, yeah. like they shouldn't be. I almost feel bad for them to be put in that situation. They shouldn't be out there. Um, right. So hopefully, you know, to to even be as close as we were, I think is amazing. I think almost everything went well. Um, Torian Prince um, played big like he needed to. Connolly played out of his mind. Um, I think it went, the game went about as good as can be done, um, with except for Anthony Edwards and the fact that, you know, we're missing three of our top seven guys. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, it just one, and I know the Lakers weren't hitting either, but just one bucket. If they just get one bucket towards the end, that, that's a double one free throw. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, any anything. If we get anything, but the offense was just awful. And I can't imagine that we're going to make the same mistakes twice. I don't think if we're in that situation again against either OKC or the Pelicans, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I can't imagine the guys just pass it around the perimeter and don't try to attack. They have, have to learn from this. They like well, The problem is, is the – the guys on the court just don't have that ability. They're just not, they're like, to, like Torian Prince isn't going to take a guy, like is it, you're not going to swing it to him and let him take a guy off the dribble. He can go off the catch and maybe catch a guy sleeping, but he's not breaking LeBron off, you know, off the dribble. And then you've got slow-mo. He's not doing much to Anthony Davis off the dribble or Vanderbilt, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, you know, McLaughlin, he's trash. You know, then you've got, you know, like the guys we have out there just aren't good. They're just, you know, they're just not playoff caliber, win you the game type guys. And unfortunately, we have too many injuries. Like if if Nas was in that game, Nas would have caught that ball, put it on the floor, and attacked the rim every time. Nas could have had 27 points last game maybe. Like they had real trouble. Um, like Rui Hachimura wasn't going to handle, it, you know, Nas the way that he played. Like I think we would have. I think we would have dominated. You know, we just didn't have the dogs in the fight. But what's super important is that we're getting these high leverage games. Like the last five games of the season, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is playing these high leverage games. Uh, Anthony Edwards is playing these high leverage games, you know, when it matters. Um, Alexander Walker, if he, or you know, nah, if he stays on a roster, these are huge games for development. Like the fact we get an extra play in game is almost bonus because we're not winning a title this year, but like each one of these games is learning experiences for these young guys. I just wish McDaniels and Nas were out there to, to soak in this experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course we get Gobert back next. I almost think we win that game with Gobert. Like I, I, I really do. Depends how hurt he is. I mean, if his back is as bad as Dane Moore, you know, let on, you know, he said that, you know, in the pre before that last game where he punched uh, or pushed, punched um, slow-mo, he, um, 
he was having trouble putting his shorts on pregame in the locker room. Like he couldn't even bend down to put his shorts on. Dane Moore said his back is in that bad a condition. So I think it might be a blessing in disguise to have him sit last game um, and now be hopefully healthy for the rest of these playoffs, opposed to being maybe 60% for the whole playoff run. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to the Wolves credit, where they where they had uh, shortfalls on on defense on offense, they made up for it on defense a couple times. Like we had two steals with opportunities to either tie the game or take the lead. That Torian Prince LeBron play is questionable still, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, they 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 stepped up and made some plays. It just and let's be completely honest, the Mike Conley end of the game one that was luck, hundred percent. Like, I mean, how many times has Anthony – I mean, he didn't even hit him on the way down. He just kind of backed into him on the box out, which was stupid. Yeah. If they would have yeah. lost the game, Anthony Davis is taking so much heat right now. Um, yeah. But he's not. Um, so, yeah. So, I would say a good effort. I'm looking forward to Friday as well. So, let's let's kind of pivot towards uh, Friday. I believe last time – or Monday, I guess. You said you'd rather play OKC. Um, just, just kind of get into that. Why would you rather play OKC? Just, just curious. I think just they're young, so they're going to struggle with, um, the playoff intensity kind of vibe. Uh, I think that's going to be a tricky thing for them. Um, I think that they, uh, they're scrappy and they're deep, which is fun and all, but at some point, um, just overall talent takes over and, you know, shy, Shay Gale, just Alexander's tough, but. I think Anthony Edwards defending him uh, can eliminate a lot of that. And I'm just, wor- I mean, guys like Brandon Ingram, like he's a vet that can do, da- he can do damage. Guys like CJ McCollum, he's been there, done that. You know, Valanchunas is a big guy that you just, that is just tough for Cat to deal with sometimes. And he's just a load. You know, I just don't want to deal with that. They've got so many wing defenders talking about, I'm talking about the Pelicans now like big long wings in Murray, Trey Murray. And um, they got some other cat, I forget his name, who's like a big long six nine defending, almost like a McDaniels type guy. Like they're just a hard, that's a hard team to play against. And they've been pretty hot lately. So I don't wanna, I would rather, definitely rather go OKC, but um, you know, we've proven we can beat either. So let's do it. Right, do you think that Either way, no matter who wins tonight, we win on Friday. No. Um, oh. No, I mean, I don't think it's a – I mean, if we had our full roster, I think, yeah. But, I mean, there's a reason we're, in, we're right next to those guys in the standings, you know. It's because they're equally as good of a team as we are. Um, no, I mean, I think I think it comes down to making shots, you know. it's a. Sometimes people say it's a make or miss league, and – if we're missing shots, we can lose to either one of those teams pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. we scored 95 points in regulation. Like, it took our only free throws of the half, I will add, to get over 95 points in regulation, I think it was, or right around there. That's terrible. Like, that's not very good offense, you know. Like, you're not going to win many games under 100. But so, I, I I think on top of that, if if we are making shots, then I, I think we got a pretty good shot at beating either. Either. Right, for sure. I mean, could probably be said about almost any team, but we made what seventeen threes. Yeah. So I mean, we, that's all. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but Anthony Edwards won't have a game like that again. 
Um, Rudy Gobert would have been huge last night, but just controlling the paint. Um, like we had, we had terrible, we had terrible paint buckets, uh, paint scoring last game. And we were the number one paint scoring team in the NBA up in, you know, this season. So, um, a lot can be adjusted with just having, you know, a near all-star level player added back to your roster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And looking, uh, looking at the season series, uh, between the Wolves and, well, let's start with the Thunder. Uh, Wolves took three or three out of four, uh, obviously with Jaden and Nas and whatever and everybody else. Uh, but, I mean, last matchup, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert had one of his best games of the season. I don't know if you – oh, no, no, that no, that was game one. The, the first game of the season, I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, Rudy Gobert had 23-16, and 16, so one of his best games of the season. Last matchup between the – they haven't – it's interesting, they haven't played the Thunder since December – Wolves won by two. Um, uh, Nas Reed did have 28 points that game. Austin Rivers had 20. Uh, so obviously, Cat not in that one. Uh, Bryn Forbes, man, that's he, he played 16 minutes. So I mean, that was that was that was a uh, kind of a shaken up team. No Rudy Gobert in that one. I think if we play the Thunder, Rudy Gobert is going to be a huge factor in that one. If his if his back is healthy. Because I don't know if they got anyone who can stop Towns and Rudy Gobert. Well, yeah, they're so small. You know, like that's the huge advantage we have is we can we can push our will on them with our size. This is what our advantage is. So, yeah, I mean, their biggest guys are power forwards. You know, right. so we'll we'll be able to really dominate them, hopefully. Yeah, and then um, we did win this. We won the season series against both teams. We beat. Uh, the Pelicans, obviously, to win the season series in the last regular season game. Um, yeah, like I, like you're saying, I'm really hoping Oklahoma City wins tonight. I just think that would be nice. Uh, Shea has always the potential to go off. But, man, I, I don't know. If we're right there with the Lakers, I mean, I feel like we can beat either team. We should. Oh, for sure. We should be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, speaking of uh, – Speaking of the Pelicans, man, I saw it's kind of corny, but Zion like telling Anthony Edwards like, "Oh, good game, you're you're a stud player, whatever, player to player kind of thing." Um, Zion looks gigantic right now, and then I heard a report that he's gained fifty pounds since he's since his like re flare up injury, and his injury is actually healed now. He's just so big that he's not in shape to play do you and he came out with some sort of quote saying like he's ready to play he just has to make sure his body's or is you know like he's pretty much in shape now he goes i know these are important games i'm like jesus christ man it's the playoffs your team's in the playoffs and you had a chance to be healthy for it and you just couldn't stay in shape man like i don't know do you do you think he's gonna have weight problems like his whole career I don't think he's going to have that long of a career. Like, I think it might be Jamarcus Russell. Like, he might be a guy that got a huge contract and he's just going to eat his way out of the league and just not, and like, not care. Like, I don't think he, and I don't know the guy, obviously, so I'm speaking out of, out of hand, but it doesn't seem like he's got that. He definitely doesn't have Mamba mentality, we'll say. You know, like, 
he might have the opposite of that. He might have like less than Wiggins mentality. And, uh, you know, that's not exactly the killer that you want in a superstar. So I don't know if he's ever going to put in the work to stay healthy and to even be irrelevant. And so going back to the Laker game, the one thing we did avoid was the Beasley-Russell revenge game because uh, they sucked. Early, particularly yeah. Russell sucked. And yeah, all those, all those, DeMar- all those uh, D'Angelo Russell trade was a huge error on Tim Connolly's. What are we going to do without D'Angelo Russell fans? Really got a an interesting, interesting faceful. I mean, he so he got on the floor late in the fourth quarter when they when they needed a three or just one shot. But other than that, he was benched the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, like not even on the floor, not even a factor, and like being outshined by like Wilson Gabriel or whatever. And, uh, He's so bad defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And then Malik hit one three, but I, I don't, I don't know if that's going to, if he's, if he's even going to be a factor in these playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he has to get hot. I mean, he's the kind of guy that can get hot. Both of them can, but um, it's definitely, you know, you're not kicking yourself for, for letting those two diamonds go as of now. And even Vanderbilt didn't do much. I mean, he's the kryptonite to Anthony Edwards. That's another thing that people have to understand is um, Anthony Edwards was obviously had something wrong with him. But Vanderbilt is an elite defender um, on certain matchups. And one of those matchups that just works well for Vanderbilt's defensive style is Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. And he is, I mean, he's, he probably defends Edwards better than anybody in the league. So um, that was always going to be a, tr- a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so we avoided that. If only we could have gotten the the W. Uh, but, yeah, well, I guess we'll watch the play-in game tonight. Um, hopefully rooting for OKC, but I think we can beat either team. Like you said, I've seen Brandon Ingram beat us before. So that, that kind of worries me. But, Chris, thank yeah. you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it was another good one. And let's, let's keep having these meaningful games. And maybe we can add a, you know, another five or six or seven or eight of them onto our uh, season. Yeah, absolutely. If we, we'll be back to break down the play-in game and then obviously, hopefully, uh, break down the Denver series as well. I was – one thing I did want to mention is uh, – I, I looked at the uh, like the the schedule. If we do play Denver, give me some late yeah. nights. <laughs> so so get used to that. We're we're talking like even at Target Center, like eight thirty starts, nine thirty starts. So again, that's really good for me, but I know for a lot of people that's not right. Absolutely, you're you're hoping late. You're, the perfect thing for you is late Tuesday nights. I guess. Oh yeah. If it, well, any day. If it was a ten o'clock start time, yeah. I would love it. Okay. Let me stay up till one in the morning watching basketball. I'll do that every night of my life. Why? Uh, what? Why aren't you like a Warriors fan then? <laughs> you could do it every night. <laughs> right. Lakers, for sure. Lakers, for sure. It makes sense. If you, I actually, let me ask you this before we go. Just a kind of a fun question, and I think I know the answer, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. If let's say tomorrow. For some reason, like this is completely hypothetical. The Wolves like ceased operations for some reason. Yep. What who would you who would you who would you back? Whose train would you jump onto? Like I'm not talking um, about in the playoffs or like 
yeah, in yeah. general, like team, yeah. I would say probably the Pistons. I yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I like them, man. Up and coming young team, bunch of young talent. That's my type of team. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, the obvious answer, right? The obvious answer for me would be the Bucks, just because of proximity. Like maybe I could go to a couple games and drive there. They're good right now. I mean, it's, I know you hate Giannis, but I, I don't know. I, I love Drew Holiday as well. I would probably, and maybe maybe this is, I'd probably become a Cavs fan, to be honest. Personally, I love Yeah, them. that would be another team. That would, truthfully, that would be like my number two team. They are so good and so young and so complete. That'd be a great team to follow. And I, I, I don't know. I know you think he's a shot chucker, but I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's he's one of my You need yeah, you need shot chuckers though. Yeah, for sure. You know, we could we could, you need a guy that's willing to be the alpha. <laughs> we could have used one in the fourth quarter last night. Yes, we could. Just anybody to take. I mean, like that to go back to it. Like the the end of the game, it's not like we were missing shots. We were turning the ball over. Like we we weren't even like getting a decent shot. If we would have. If every single possession we got a decent shot, or most possessions we got a decent shot, one of them is going to go in. Like it's it's just like the the rule of odds or whatever. So anyway, but luckily the Lakers were kind of playing similarly terrible, and the Lakers are a good defensive team. Like let's not completely forget that they were one of the top defensive teams in the league. So right. Um, but yeah, one shot, one better bounce. You know, like. There had to be one that almost went in. You know what I mean? Like, I know Torian Prince had that huge three that was short. Like, if he would have had, you know, a little more legs in him because he's not used to playing as long as he did and gave it another three inches, mm-hmm. we win the game. Right, absolutely. You know? So, I, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, big game coming on Friday, 8.30. Start. Can't wait. But, hey, it's a Friday. What a, I mean, like. Well, you got to be to bed by eleven. Like, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that. So, like I've said in the podcast before, I'm in like a season ticket draft, and it all starts over in the playoffs. So, hope I'm hoping to get the tickets to that game, because then the playoff games I'll just buy tickets if I want to go. But this yeah. is guaranteed. So I, I'm actually waiting on my dad's phone call. He, he's gonna let me know. So I'm. It's like it's like I'm waiting to hear like, like I wish you luck. Your first kid or something when he's gonna be born. But exactly paternity. Yeah, exactly. It's not that big a deal. But uh, anyway, Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Absolutely. And this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and hit the bell so you never miss an episode on YouTube. And give us a five star rating on Spotify. And follow us also on Spotify and let us know you like the podcast. You can leave comments in the YouTube or on Spotify as well. And as always, go Wolves.